to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's poppin'? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. How are you? Seriously, how's it going? What is going on? I was just thinking as I'm sitting here in my closet in New York, if you couldn't tell by my accent, I'm from New York, specifically Long Island, but I'm just like, I get to sit here by myself and record and connect with you every single Tuesday and Friday or whatever day you end up listening to the podcast, wherever you are in the world. Like, Maybe you're in Canada, maybe you're in Florida or Ohio or California or the UK or Australia. Like literally you could be wherever you are in the world and we get to connect. Like it's just so freaking cool when I think about it. Oh, I just love it so much. So with that being said, you know, I don't waste time around here. So let's get into what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about if you did not ovulate last month, what to do to support yourself. And the reason that this is coming about is because I did not ovulate in August. Now, obviously, I always keep it real with you. And this was, a few have been listening to this for a little bit, you know that my husband and I, we recently got married at the end of June and we are starting going to start trying in the next couple of months. So it was pretty alarming, of course, when I did not ovulate in August. And I'm like, oh, we're, gonna, we're supposed to be starting to try in a couple months. So I understand if you were in this position that it could be like really emotional, especially when you do start tracking and you do start understanding your cycle and you understand the importance of it, whether you want to get pregnant or not, I know that this is something that can be really, um, emotional and just like frustrating. So I want to have a whole conversation about that tips to help support you. The reason this came about is not only because this happened to me last month, but also because this happened to one of my clients in the mind your hormones method. She just joined it a couple of weeks ago and she just started tracking her cycle. And she was asking me to look over her basal body temperature on the group call. And I was like, oh, okay, like you didn't ovulate, explain the whole thing. And she's like, I'm freaking out that I didn't ovulate. So we're going to have this conversation because I'm sure we're not the only ones. Now, obviously, as I I'm the expert in hormones, cycle regulation, all of that. You might be like, but Corinne, like, how come your period was, you didn't ovulate one month? Like, you're supposed to be the expert. I don't know if that's what you're saying, but let's just say that that's what a thought that came into your head. Well, our period, our ovulation, I should say, responds to our internal and external environment. And because I am someone who does have PCOS, and I really do just have a very sensitive cycle and body in general. When things are off, specifically stress and sleep for me, my body immediately will turn off my ovulation as a sign to let me know like, hey, uh, you got to cut out that shit because we're not about to um, support you in the way that you need or the way that we you want us to because you have been more stressed as than usual. You've been going to bed later than usual. So my body is extremely sensitive to things like that. It's not like I just completely stopped doing all the things to support myself and that's why I didn't ovulate. It's very minute things for me. Maybe it's the same for you where you have PCOS or you just have a more sensitive cycle with where little things like that will throw it off. Yeah, I could look at look at it as it's annoying, but honestly, I look at it as a blessing because I'm like, oh, cool. My body's letting me know that 
uh, you know, I have to make some shifts with what I was doing. Um, otherwise, it's going to go down a bad path. It's always just information. So before we dive deeper into this, I want to specifically talk about really who this episode is for. This is going to support you no matter what, but when I'm talking, the, the specific strategies that I'm going to be talking to you about today is really for the person who you normally ovulate on a regular basis, right? You're like, I normally ovulate regularly, maybe a couple times a year. I don't like what I'm experiencing this year. This is actually the first year in since I got my period back in two, 2018 that I didn't ovulate like a couple of times this year. And I know exactly why, but it's just crazy to look at how much our body really does give us these signs and how it really responds to our environment. But anyway, this is really for the person who normally you ovulate on a regular basis, but you maybe had a random month or two where you didn't ovulate. If you're someone who's consistently not ovulating, you've had an irregular cycle for three or more months, maybe you have a misdiagnosed, uh, not misdiagnosed, sorry, mismanaged PCOS, and it's just like your period's all over the place, you're really not regularly ovulating at all, then there needs to be a lot more work done with addressing the major root cause of the imbalance. Of course, that's where the Mind Your Hormones method comes in, which if you are interested in doing that, of course, you know where to find me. Message me on Instagram. You could look at the link below to apply, to sign up. It's my course where I really teach you the step-by-step approach of how to heal your hormones, how to shift your diet and your lifestyle to one that is hormone supportive because we're addressing the major root causes of all hormonal imbalances. We're addressing um, blood sugar, your gut health and inflammation, liver detoxification, nutrient deficiencies. We are we're, uh, your nervous system. We're working on all of it. Um, so that is really the place for you if you're interested in hopping into that. I'm obsessed with it. It's so freaking amazing. You could always DM me for more information on that. So if that's the place that you're in, that's where I would direct you because I'm not really getting into the depths of addressing the root root cause right now. We are going to be talking about like the cause of why you didn't ovulate, but if it's just a random thing, it's not as deep of an issue as if it's happening more consistently, if that makes sense, okay? Of course, like I said, this conversation is definitely going to help you either way, but the most important part for you, if you are just, if your period's all over the place, you're really not ovulating at all, is changing your nutrition and lifestyle to be one that heals that root cause of your consistent irregularity, which is where the Mind Your Hormones method comes in, okay? Um, All right, so let's talk about the first step of what you can do when this is happening, right? Number one is to breathe, okay? Let's all collectively take a nice deep breath, okay? Let's inhale through your nose and exhale out your mouth. Oh, how good does that feel? We're gonna do two more. Inhale through your nose and exhale out your mouth. And fully exhale, like let all the air be released out of your body, okay? And on this last breath, I want you to inhale whatever you need today, whatever you want to get out of this conversation, whatever you need today. And then on the exhale, I just want you to let the rest go and just let it go, okay? Inhale again through your nose. And exhale it all out. How much more centered and grounded do you feel after just three deep breaths? Like our breath is so powerful. I'm not going to go on a tangent on breath for an entire episode. Maybe I'll do a whole another one on that. But 
The first thing that I want you to do if you are noticing that you didn't ovulate is to breathe because the fact that you're aware of your cycle and that you know how to properly track it is a win in and of itself because there was probably a time where you had no idea what it even meant to track your ovulation. You had no idea that bleeding, getting a period is not a sign of ovulation. You weren't tracking. You, like There was a time that you probably weren't doing that and that you, the fact that you are doing that and that you know that you didn't ovulate is a win in and of itself. And if you're listening right now and you're like, Corinne, I don't track my cycle. I don't know how to track my ovulation. What is going on? Check the show notes. I have a podcast episode to teach you how to do that. If you want to go more in depth about it, if you're really someone who wants to really know your fertile window, whether you are trying to get pregnant or you're actively trying to avoid pregnancy without hormonal birth control, I have a training on that as well. So I'll put that below. Okay. So, but anyway, back to if you are someone who is tracking and you know that you didn't ovulate, if you weren't tracking, you wouldn't even know that you didn't ovulate. So kudos to you for doing the work and just actually monitoring what's going on so you can then take different actions. Now, with that being said, obviously, I know it can be scary and frustrating and alarming, and you could just experience all the feels. Like I said, I've been there, literally was just there. And especially if you're somebody who is wanting to get pregnant, it's that fear can come up more of when you see you didn't ovulate, you could be like, oh my God, I didn't ovulate. Uh, now we can't try and get pregnant. What What's wrong? Am I not going to ovulate again next month? Am I not going to be able to have a baby? Like what's going on? And it can, you could really go down that rabbit hole. And even if you're someone who it doesn't want to have a baby now or ever, but you do know the importance of ovulating. So you do produce progesterone and you are someone, obviously which you are. I know that you're ambitious. I know that you're health conscious. I know that you want to do everything that you possibly can to support yourself naturally so you can have the most optimal health that you possibly can so you can reach your full potential. When you see this, I know that you could think like, oh my God, what is going on? What did I do wrong? And go down that spiral. I don't want you to go down that spiral, okay? Because what I've learned over the years is that of course, this is like uh, no shit, but stressing about it only makes it worse. And sometimes even saying that is like, okay, but I know I'm not supposed to stress about it, but I am stressing about it, right? So that is why I'm just like, we need to come back to our breath. We need to understand that your body is designed to heal. Your body is designed to heal. And you have to believe that with every cell of your being. I know that to be true with every cell of my being. And it's not just that my body is designed to heal. It's that all of our bodies are designed to heal. And know that when you figure out why you didn't ovulate and you take the step to correct it, you will ovulate again. Okay. You will ovulate again. So stressing over it, not only is it just further causing an imbalance because stress, of course, makes it worse. Why? Because chronic stress is a major root cause of not ovulating. This is one of the reasons why people will randomly not ovulate if they have a high stress month or things are just going on in general, because it's just your body is in fight or flight mode. And it doesn't think it's safe. Your body has to feel safe in order to ovulate. And if it feels like it's in chronic stress mode, it does not feel safe. So it's not going to ovulate. Do people ovulate when they're under stress? Yeah, of course, right? But some people don't. Every single person's body is different. Every single person has a different threshold of stress and a different threshold for the reproductive system because some people are more sensitive than others, like I am. So maybe you're just more of those that sensitive person and that's what's happening with you, okay? But you will 
ovulate again. So I'm going to walk you through exactly what I did last month, which led me to ovulating again this month because I just confirmed ovulation the other day. How to confirm it? Again, check out episode 123 because I'm not going to get into that right now, but I confirmed ovulation again right now. The time is recording. It's like end of September and I'm like, okay, cool. The things that I shifted, I knew exactly the reason why I didn't ovulate in August. I shifted those things. I'm going to talk to you about them and now here we are. I ovulated again. Like, let's go, okay? And again, of course, we're all bio-individuals and I don't know you personally. You're not a one-on-one client. I'm not working with you at that close capacity for me to know exactly why you specifically didn't ovulate. So take what makes sense for you in this episode, try it on for size, and just see what works in your body, okay? So what I told myself when I saw that I didn't ovulate and I'm like, oh shit, like I don't love this. I was like, all right, not ovulating this month was a sign from my body that I just wasn't giving it what it needed. And until I do so, it's not going to do what I want it to do or what it's meant to do. Look at this as a piece of data. Okay. It's not a death sentence. It's not a catastrophe. It doesn't mean that you're never going to ovulate again. It doesn't mean that you're, you're ruined and that your body is broken. It just is a piece of data. It's simply a piece of information that your body is giving you. Because again, our menstrual cycle, the whole kit and caboodle, not just your period, all four phases is our fifth vital sign. So it is literally just letting you know that something is off. So just look at it as a piece of data. And when you look at it like that, it helps you separate yourself from it so you don't identify with it and feel guilt and shame and like, shit, I should have known. I should have done this. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, it, uh, yes, we have control over it. Yes, we have control over it. Yes, we maybe have caused it. But when you look at it as a piece of data, it just kind of separates you from it. So you can look at it as a, with a bird's eye view and not feel so personally like attacked by it, if that makes sense. Okay. So that is number one. You're going to breathe. You're going to look at it as a piece of data and you're going to know that your body is designed to heal and that once you address what's going on, you're going to ovulate again. Okay. Okay, so obviously one of the things that we're talking about in this episode is stress. And we're never going to get rid of stress. Let's be honest. It's more so about adding more tools to our toolbox of how we can better support ourselves through stress, how we can meet stress with a more peaceful, calm mind. Obviously, that's meditation, right? Like whatever kind of version you want to take on for that, that's really what's most supportive. But there's also other things that we could do to support our stress levels. And one of the things that I do is take CBD, specifically my soul CBD. I'm obsessed with it. I've been using them for years. The reason why is because there's so many CBD markets, so CBD, CBD brands on the market right now, like it is trending. There's so many people doing it, claiming all these things. And a lot of them don't do shit. They have shitty ingredients in them and they don't even work. My soul CBD, first of all, you know, if I'm taking it, if my, my, my Chris, yeah, my Chris, my husband, Chris is taking them. My mom is my family. I recommend this to my clients. You know, this shit is top of the line. Okay. It's organically farmed. They're third party lab tested. There's zero THC in it. You have no psychoactive effects, nothing like that. It's gluten-free they're amazing. So I want to talk to you about the specific products that I use. If you are someone that really wants just extra support in the stress and anxiety area, as well as really helping with inflammation. So I take it for reducing my chronic low-grade inflammation. That was a root cause of my PCOS, and I'm always having to support. And I also take it just for daily stress and anxiety. And I actually ran out of it for a couple weeks. And I was like, oh my God, I could just feel myself being more tense throughout the 
day. I could feel like I wasn't as easily able to handle certain situations. Like that's what I take it for too. And my husband, Chris also takes it for stress and anxiety. And it's really, really helpful for him. Um, recently, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that he got into a little surfing accident, cut his foot open, all these things. So we were really doing a lot of anti-inflammatory things for him as well. And CBD taking the high amount of CBD oils we were doing for him as well. And it's just so helpful. So I personally love the tinctures. I'm a tincture girl. I'm not a gummy girl. I don't love that there's sugar in them. I just, I just am not a gummy girl, right? We get them sometimes because Chris will take them here and there, but I'm just personally not, I don't subscribe to that, but I do subscribe to the tinctures. And there are different um, levels of potency in the tinctures. You can get 500 milligrams, 1,000 milligrams, 1,500 milligrams. 1,500 milligrams, of course, is most potent. It has a higher amount of CBD. So if you're someone who is experiencing pain or really chronic inflammation or you have a lot of stress and anxiety, that is the one that I would go with because it just, you have to, you don't have to take as much of it to have an effect, right? So, but if you're just like middle of the road, you're just starting out, the 1,000 milligrams is a great place to start because it's right in the middle of the road. So what I do, I usually take about 1,000 milligrams. I'll do half a dropper in the morning, half a dropper at night, put it under your tongue, let it sit there for like 60 seconds, let your body absorb it into your bloodstream. And you will notice that it doesn't make you tired or anything like that. There's no psychoactive effects. It just like really chills you out and it supports you and it really helps with inflammation. So if you're someone with PCOS or endometriosis, you have painful periods, anything like that, CBD is going to be really, really supportive for you. So I love their tinctures. And the other product that I have from them that I love is their rapid relief cream. I've had this same bottle, I'm not even joking you, for maybe more than three years. I think I got this bottle before Chris and I were even dating, so it could be more than four years, but let's just say three years because it might have been after. I literally don't remember, but I've had it for so long, and I still have it because a little bit goes a long way, and it's really helpful for pain. So if you have really painful cramps, this rapid relief cream is insane. It's so freaking amazing. You only need a little bit of it. You rub it right on your stomach. Now, obviously, if you do have painful periods, addressing the root cause is what's most important. Of course, we do that in the Mind Your Hormones method. But in the moment, as you are working on that, if you are in pain and you don't want to take Midol or Advil or something like that that's just furthering the problem, really check out this rapid relief cream. You're going to love it. If I ever have like random, like I really I do not get cramps anymore, but if I sometimes will experience like a little bit there, I'll put it there. It goes away immediately. I really also use it if my neck is ever hurting, if I sleep on it wrong. Sometimes my knee gets like painful from just the years of dancing and kick line and all of that stuff. So I use it for there. Chris uses it a lot for his back, his shoulders. Like, you know, that this shit just happens as you get older. Sometimes your, your joints and stuff aren't as strong from years of just, you know, beating on them in sports and all of that stuff. So anyway, I'm obsessed with them. Check out mysoulcbd.com. You could, of course, save money because I got you a discount. You get 15% off when you use code Corinne. 15 at checkout. That's C-O-R-I-N-N-E 15 at checkout to save 15%. My favorite flavors, by the way, real quick, is raspberry lemonade. I'm obsessed with them. And if you are listening to this in real time, they just came out with a pumpkin spice one. And holy shit, I got it earlier than when it actually launched out. I've been been taking it. It's 500 milligrams one I have. 
It is so good. You could put it in a tea latte to make it feel more, to have that pumpkin spice taste without like having the gross, you know, like stuff from Starbucks or whatever that is really not supportive for you. So anyway, check them out. I know you're going to love them. MySoulCBD.com, code Corinne15 at checkout. Of course, the links will be in the show notes. And now let's get back into today's episode. Number two assess which triggers could have been the cause. Now, of course, there are many different things that could have been the cause, right? The things that I'm going to list are not the only things that could have triggered it, but these are really big hitters, okay? So number one, lack of sleep, over-caffeinating, under-eating, skipping meals, starting your day with caffeine on an empty stomach. Woo, that's a big one. Nutrient deficiencies, over-exercising, not properly managing your stress levels. These are really, really big hitters. A lot of the times with my one-on-one clients or even with clients in the Mind Your Hormones Method when we're talking on our group calls, a lot of the times, these are the things that are actually happening. And sometimes we don't think that these are a big enough deal to actually have such an effect of stopping us ovulating, but it is exactly the cause of it, okay? And again, there could, of course, be more things going on, like trauma, like change of schedule, like travel, like these things can shift your ovulation if you are sensitive. So when you hear those things, when you like think about it, I'll say them again. And when, when I read them again, I want you to just trust your intuition of what comes up for you as a possible trigger. Okay. Don't go crazy and be like, Oh, but maybe this one, maybe this one, it could be multiple of these things, but just trust your intuition of what's like, Ooh, yep. I did this without guilt and shame, but just with a radical responsibility of, okay, I'm thinking that this, what it is, this is what it is. So just listen to your intuition when I read the list again, and then you will just, just take it as what it is. Okay. Lack of sleep, over-caffeinating, under-eating, skipping meals, starting your day with caffeine, nutrient deficiencies, over-exercising, not properly managing your stress levels. Again, this isn't about guilt or shame, okay? So just like take the list, think about it, feel it in your body. This is just collecting information so we know what to shift for the next month so that you do ovulate, okay? And you might not ovulate right away the next month like I did. Maybe it's going to take a couple months. It totally depends. And the reason why I'm able to so quickly shift is because of so many years of learning about my body, understanding my body, trial and error, figuring out what's actually going on, okay? So when this happened to me last month, I assessed my like life and I was like, okay, what could have been the trigger? Literally like just how I walked you through it. For me, it was over-exercising and not properly eating enough after doing a more intense workout. Now, if you know me, I am not someone that ever does really intense workouts. My version of an intense workout is an hour-long bar class, okay? And for some of you, you're like, that's my version of low impact. Everybody is different. I My body does not do well under really intense exercise, you know, it it just doesn't do well. I don't feel good after it just, it's not good for me. But bar is an hour long class. And I was going, if you're unfamiliar with bar, it's, um, it's kind of like a blend of like Pilates, yoga, and ballet. It's, it's amazing. It's not, when you think of ballet, like you feel like it's not a workout and it's not intense, but it's really amazing. Just look it up. I'm obsessed with it. It's so freaking good. I was a dancer my whole life too. So I did ballet, did tap, jazz, hip hop, lyrical, modern, like literally everything. So my body just really responds well to bar very quickly because of like muscle memory. But anyway, I was going to bar a couple times a week and while I freaking love it and it is low impact, it does increase your heart rate. And for me, even that 
my body doesn't like when I do that, especially if I don't increase the amount of food I'm eating and eat specifically like a large meal as soon as I'm done working out. And I wasn't doing that. And like I said, I do have PCOS. My body is extremely sensitive to certain things and working out too much and not fueling my body properly after is something that always knocks my ovulation off. This is not the first time that this has happened. Okay. This is why I know, knew exactly what it was and I knew exactly what to do to shift it. So this month I took some time off from bar. I focus, and that doesn't mean I'm never going to go back to bar. I'm just going to maybe not do three times a week. I'll do maybe two times a week and I'll make sure that I'm increasing the amount that I'm eating. Okay. But this month I was just like, let me just like take off from bar. I focused more on walking, which I always walk, but I was like, I'm just going to focus on walking and doing 15 to 30 minute Pilates and yoga workouts. I love Melissa Wood health. I'm obsessed with her workouts. So that's what I just focus doing every single day instead. And as always, my body loved that. It got back into balance, and like I said, I just confirmed ovulation for this month. Now, that doesn't mean that the same is going to apply for you or that it will happen that quickly, and the reason why is because the more that you know your body, the more that you know what knocks it out of balance, and the better you're able to support yourself and the quicker you're able to get things back on track. Like I just touched on, the reason I'm able to so quickly identify what is off in my body is because of how many times it was off, how many times I didn't ovulate over the years, and how many times I took these pieces of data, I assessed them, I shifted accordingly, I saw what worked, I saw what didn't work. And being with someone with PCOS just means that you're not going to easily ovulate every single month regardless of how you're taking care of yourself. It just is what it is. It requires proper support, targeted strategies, dedication, and consistency. And yes, this gets easier over time, and it's so worth it, but it just is what it is. Some people would not have been affected at all by that small thing that affected me, but that's just how my body is. And and you you could either be like, oh, that sucks, and just like be like, whatever, I'm not doing it, and just like suffer with the consequences, or you could be like, okay, this is how my body is, and I'm just going to do what I need to do to take care of it, whether that looks different from somebody else or not. So that is number two. Assess your triggers, see what you think it is, see what comes up for you, and shift accordingly. And the more that you get to know your body, the more that you do trial and error, the more that this is going to just come easier and easier and easier to you when these things do pop up. Number three is progesterone support. Know that right now your progesterone levels will be low because you did not ovulate. And ovulation produces progesterone. When you ovulate, your body produces progesterone. So since you did not ovulate last month or however many months for you, if you're listening, that you didn't ovulate, this means that you do not have uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like proper progesterone levels, uh, optimal. Here we go. You don't have optimal progesterone levels. So this means that supporting your stress levels is even more important because when your body needs to continuously produce cortisol, which is our stress hormone, it uses progesterone to do so. So since you know that you already are low on progesterone, we don't want to add more fuel to the fire by over-exercising, by under-eating, by over-caffeinating, by not setting up boundaries, by saying yes to too many things, by overpacking our schedule, by skipping meditations, by lack of sleep, all these things that cause stress in our bodies. So for this next month, slow down your workouts, prioritize meditation, 
eat breakfast within 60 to 90 minutes of waking up because skipping breakfast, especially, or not even skipping breakfast, if you go like two hours in the morning or longer without having breakfast, that's a stress on the body and it causes your cortisol levels to increase. So eat your breakfast within 60 to 90 minutes of waking up. And if you do consume caffeine, make sure that you don't have it until after you eat breakfast. I would love if you just did not have caffeine for right now because we don't want to be jacking those cortisol levels up. But if you're someone who's just like, I'm not ready to do that, everyone's in their own journey, like you you do you, then at least wait until after you eat breakfast. So you're at least not totally jacking up your blood sugar as well. It is still increasing your cortisol levels, but it's not also messing up your blood sugar as much. So it's just like a little bit better than than just having it, um, than just not having it at all. Okay. So those are three steps that I want you to focus on. Number one, breathe. Know that your body is designed to heal. You will ovulate again, okay? Take deep breaths. Remember how good those three deep breaths are that we talked that we talked about and or that we did together. And know that it's a piece of data. You're just looking at it as a piece of data. It's not a death sentence. You're not broken. It's not a catastrophe. It's simply just information your cycle is giving you. And let's and thank your body. Thank your body for doing this. Your body is always protecting you. If it doesn't think it's a safe enough time to have a baby, it's not going to ovulate. And if you're like, well, Corinne, I don't want to have a baby, your body doesn't know that. Okay, so it's always going to try and protect you. So thank your body, even if it's not the outcome you wanted, it's the outcome that your body thought was best for you. And we have to always look at it as from a lens of compassion and gratitude and appreciation because those are high vibrational energies. If we're looking at our body and we're like, oh, can't believe it did that. And we're just like shaming it and we feel guilty and all that's the lowest vibrational energy. And that is also going to impact your body. Okay, so number one, breathe, take it as a piece of data and just move on from it, okay? Feel it, right? Feel your feelings, but then just work yourself through it, okay? Number two is assessing which triggers could have been the cause. Number three is to support your progesterone levels, okay? So I hope this episode was helpful for you. If this hit home with you, if you are currently experiencing this, please shoot me a message on DM. Shoot me a message on DMs. <laughs> shoot me a message in my DMs on Instagram, is what I meant to say, because if this happened to me last month, this is happening to my client right now, I know there are other people that this is happening to and that you hopefully can connect with this. And even if you're like, this isn't happening to me right now, but it has in the past, and I'm sure it might again, save this episode, okay? And another thing that I always forget to mention is if you're someone that loves listening to this podcast every single week, subscribe to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. There's like a little, I think if you're listening on Apple, it's like a little plus sign that you can just hit like follow and you start following the Mind Your Hormones method so that every single time I put out a new episode, it's on your phone and it's right there for you to listen to. It's also a really good way to support the show. I'm doing this for free, right? Like I'm pouring my heart and soul into this. It's a really good way to support the show and have it be shown to other people that it might be really benefit from them. So subscribing would be amazing. I'd be so grateful and thank you so much to do it. It takes two seconds. You just hit follow and then all the episodes get um, sent to your phone as soon as I drop a new one. So all the episodes and the trainings and the Mind Your Hormones method, everything that we mentioned today will be in the show notes for you. If you have any questions about the trainings or the Mind Your Hormones method, you know where to find me. I am so grateful for you. Take a deep breath. I love you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you soon.
Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.